everybody. Welcome to the big program, Things My Granddaddy Said. Man, we got a big show for you tonight. We got a big one for you tonight, everybody. We've got some very, very special guests we're going to bring on here in just a little while. But first of all, let's start with the preliminary nonsense. It's Friday night. COVID-19 still has us enthralled, still permeating into every facet of our life all the time, 24 hours a day. You cannot turn on the news or any other program for that matter. You can't, you can't even watch non-news programs mm-hmm. without being bombarded with COVID-19 propaganda. Absolutely. Now, I don't want to say propaganda. That, makes, that, that sort of makes me sound biased, like I think there's something going on. Well, there is something going on. It's well, called COVID-19. Indeed. Let's make that clear right now. Yes. COVID-19 is a thing that is happening, ladies and gentlemen. It's a, it's a, it's a dangerous and deadly virus. Absolutely. And if you get it, it could kill you. It, it can. But it probably won't. It's a very low chance, but, you know, for those, uh, for those who are in the risk zone. Listen, everybody, it's Friday night. You know, this is, this is what we do. We're, we're dropping the podcast on things my granddaddy said, and simultaneously we're putting it out on Facebook Live. So get at us. You can uh, comment in the comment section if you want to be part of the show. You can call us at 404-217-5076. That's 404-217-5076. So, yeah, the world is still gripped with COVID-19. Very little has changed. Here in Georgia, things have changed. The shelter-in-place order has expired for most people. Mm-hmm. There are still a few individuals, few citizens that still are uh, mandated to shelter in place. That's the medically fragile. The, the medically fragile, <clears throat> that's the term he used. Medically fragile. Medically fragile. And I think anyone over 65, mm. which I'm a way, way, way from that. You know, they almost got you. <laughs> I'm a long ways out from that. Yes. So, yeah, um, you know, that's that's where we're at right now. We've, uh, we've relaxed the shelter in place. We've opened up uh, bowling alleys, movie theaters, nail salons, hair salons, and several other businesses that have been uh, opened. Uh, mm-hmm. Restaurants are now free to be open. Many non-essential businesses. Yeah. Um, restaurants open if they want to be. You don't mm-hmm. have to be open. And no one it, has to be open, really. No one has to. And even if they are open, you don't have to go. No, you do not. Because there's a lots of there is a a fair amount of teeth gnashing and excitement on, uh, on out there about restaurants being open or yes. anything being open. Yes, for that matter. Mm-hmm. But you know, again, it's the beauty of America. You're free to do make your own decisions. Yes, you are for the most part, mm-hmm. unless you're over 65 or medically fragile. Absolutely. Well, <clears throat> so yeah, we're going to talk about that a little bit. Uh, Rodney Dannenberg checking in. Rodney, what's happening, brother? Uh, we're going to talk about that a little bit. We've got some other topics we want to uh, we want to touch on tonight. But again, if you want to get at us, uh, shoot a comment in the Facebook on the uh, on the, the, the on scrolls the face, on the Facebooks <laughs> on the Facebooks. Everybody, on the interwebs. That's exactly how you would do it. Um, so yeah, uh, jump on, get at us, uh, call us, and be part of the show. Uh, what are we talking about tonight, Jack? Other than the COVID nineteen, what's on your mind, man? Anything you want to uh, you want to share with the people? Uh, this is the last. Um this is the last broadcasting of things my granddaddy said in which I am a student at Our Lady of Mercy Catholic High School. Yeah, your, your days at Our Lady of Mercy are just about over, are they not? Yes, they are. Well, you know, that's... Four uh, years. Gone like just, that. Don't, don't they go by in a blink of an eye? Just, well, wink of an eye. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tell everybody your plans. What are you, what are you planning on doing when you get out, of, get out of high school? Whatever the government will allow me to do. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's getting, and that list is shrinking every oh, day. Yeah. What are your plans? Um, well, I plan to work for um, my mother, as many people know, as the clerk of Fayette, uh, Fayette County. I work under her wing. Um, pretty much do that until um, you know college starts. 
and you are uh, planning on going to uh, Clayton State. I am waiting an acceptance letter from Clayton State because they cannot have they cannot accept me without a final transcript. So we'll see. Okay, and uh, then there, you're you're going to pursue this uh, this luthier career, right? Yes, I'd like to pursue. A- What's up, Angus? I'd like to pursue a career in Luthery. Very nice. Which, right. for those who don't know, is the making and repairing of stringed instruments, or really any instruments, uh, really. But I'd like to focus mainly on guitars. Well, yeah, that, that's going to be. Uh, I'm excited for you. Well, thank you. I'm excited for you to start your start your journey. I I can't wait. Yeah, I know, I know. But uh, unfortunately, no formal graduation ceremony for you or any other which, high school senior. You know, kind of over that. Yeah. It, it's it's a case of me. Anyone who knows me knows that I don't I don't like change, but I'm easy to accept it. Yeah. it it's it's more because because you know once the first you know ext- uh, out of school thing happened, you know we were told we were going to be out for two weeks in about mid March, and you know that was kind of hard for me to take because I didn't want to do online school for two weeks. I was didn't know I was eventually going to be out to doing it for two months, but. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, it, it was it was hard to accept that I was even even going to be out for two weeks. But once the first extension came to you know April twelfth or whatever, yeah, I just kind of accepted that. Well, I was just imagine back. how much how more special your college graduation will be. Perhaps that's that's definitely one thing to think about. Because I think college administrators will be will be sensitive to the fact that your class mm-hmm. were deprived of that coming out of high school. Yes, so we maybe were. they'll they'll put a little extra special attention. Who knows? Who knows? Time will tell. Time will tell. Exactly. We can wait for you. <clears throat> got a few more folks checking in. Michael Hagan says, hashtag bringing sexy back. Yes, you are. Aunt Johnette checking in. Hey, Aunt Johnette. She says she has been uh, observing all of the uh, shelter-in-place rules. She said she is a few years past 65. Not very much. Uh, but uh, there's uh, something clearly going on upstairs in the studio here. Very much so. Uh, and again, everybody, we are not in the Granddaddy Studios. We're in the uh, COVID-19 bunker, the Winkin' Owl Studios. Probably where be worse if we're in the Granddaddy Studios. It studio. might be. It might be. But we've got some interns upstairs, and they're four-legged, and uh, yes. they get excited when uh, people deliver food to the to the Winkin' Owl Studios. Yeah. And that could be what's going on. But, but Aunt Johnette, check it in. Glad you're with us. <laughs> Yeah, and we're we're about to have. Uh, I'm going to bring on some guests here shortly, so we don't have a lot of time before I bring our guests on. So I don't want to get into too much once 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 they've come on and talked with you a little bit, and then we'll talk about some of the things we want to we want to get into. But here, here's one of the uh, quick topic I think we can talk about for a minute. What's that? Something I've noticed on Facebook, and this I mean, there, there's so much about Facebook. I, I have such a, a love hate relationship with Facebook. Yes, uh, as many of you probably do. But but here's the thing. One of the things that uh, cousin Robbie checking in. What's up, Robert Benson? Thanks for being, thanks for being with us. One of the things that aggravates me on, on Facebook. It's not it's not a Facebook issue. This is an issue for some people that are on Facebook. Someone will post a comment, but they'll caveat it with something like, "Okay, this is just one person's opinion. This is only my opinion." So, you know, I don't want a bunch of comments and rude this. And uh, in other words, I'm going to post this. Don't say a word about it. If you're going to if you're going to push back on me, don't don't say anything. Right. That just tears me out of the frame. Mm-hmm. Are you, that's like hit him right. with it, Jack. That's like saying that, what? That, that, that's, that's like saying I'm not racist, but proceeds to say something extremely racist. <laughs> yeah. You know, don't don't. Right. If you if you say anything nasty on this on this uh, on this uh, comment, I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, block you or whatever. Right? You know because because the comment itself isn't like super nasty. You know because most of the time it is. 
Absolutely. It's something totally off the wall and just terrible. And crazy. Right. It's, it's generally some left or right-wing freak that posts something so crazy... But no one say anything about this because I don't want to have to defend this in this mm-hmm. uh, on this social media media platform. Right. And, and you know, here's the thing, gang. You know, I, I have tried and tried and tried to stray away from posting political things on Facebook because it's a no win situation. Right. But if you are going to post something, particularly if it's something political, you better be ready for someone Absolutely. to say something. Absolutely. Because you've got thousands and millions of people on – thousands and millions. Thousands of millions? <laughs> you got a lot of people on Facebook of, of varying political opinions, Absolutely. obviously. yeah. And, and you know, Facebook, if you're going to get involved in, in political speech, is a contact sport. Mm-hmm. You're going to get dinged up, and you better be prepared to defend your argument or just don't engage. Right. You know, you can't have it both ways. I, mean, yeah. I guess I guess you can. If, if people, the minute somebody pushes back on one of your opinions, you block them immediately. Yeah, but what does that say about you? Well, exactly. Right. Yeah. yeah so <clears throat> I've I've often said an opinion without factual evidence is a wrong opinion. You can have wrong opinions. I I believe because if you're just stating something and you have no you have nothing to back it up with, it is a wrong opinion. Right. Right. And that can be for anything. You know, even if even if if you, if it's a logical reason. Or a logical opinion, but you don't have any reason behind it. it. It can be a wrong opinion, and that's something I think people need to realize. Oh, I, I agree. I agree, hundred mm-hmm. um, percent. Yeah. So that that's just one of the things that that just aggravates me about. And it's not again. It's not about Facebook necessarily. Right. It's no. just about some people that are that, that get on Facebook and want to spout these sometimes ridiculous, right. you know, political things, mm-hmm. but. Admonish us! Don't say anything. Right. You better not challenge me. Mm-hmm. Well, if we, if we can't say anything, you don't say anything. That's how I look at it. Well, I, I think that's that's exactly right. I mm-hmm. think that's right. Kathy, Kathy Noble checking in. Hey guys, what's up, Kathy? Good to see you. Uh, Julie Kurt, <laughs> she likes my T-shirt. Thank you, Julie. Um, exactly. <laughs> Michael Haven, uh, pineapple belongs on pizza. Wrong opinion. Are you asking me, Mike? I don't know. Uh, pineapple does not belong on on, uh, on on a pizza, nor does um, ham or well ham, and, uh, but not pineapple. Certainly you not. You don't like pineapple on pizza. Uh, Howie Lauer checking in. He says uh, Guitar Center stayed open only four hours yesterday. Store was overrun by customers. Matthew, <laughs> nice. Total disrespect to employees. Cussed out. Coughed on. Unbelievable. Yeah, people are just crazy. Mm-hmm. People are absolutely crazy. Um, and we uh, I, and I need to go up there in the worst way too, Harry Lauer. Um, mm. you know, graduation gift, everybody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yes. So yeah, I, I, but I will not be disrespectful. And as a matter of fact, I'd like to call and make an appointment if I could. You probably could. They'd probably respect that. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You don't like, you don't like pineapple on pizza? No. Hmm. Do you? I mean, it's it's tolerable. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm not a fan. You need to work your scroll, man, because I'm seeing a lot of stuff you we're not seeing right there. I'm seeing over here on the little sidebar. Shut up. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. God. I'm not trying to be bossy. I'm just asking you to, you know, you, 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 are, my, just, you are my producer. I'm asking you to produce. Do you mind? I mean, good Lord. Good I'm just saying. God. I mean, it's no big deal. Look at that. There. Yeah. Michael Higgins says, I'm telling you. Now you ain't. Okay. Oh, you're telling me that pineapple belongs on pizza. Mm-hmm. No, it, it, it does not. And I don't believe for a moment that you believe that, Michael Higgins. Um, mm-hmm. You're just being contrarian, I think. No, I think. I think he's saying that pineapple on pizza is a wrong opinion. Oh, is that what it is? I, I think so. I don't know. It looks like he's saying he's 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 advocating for that. Jack, favorite new pizza? Matt, no. It's not my favorite pizza. It's just tolerable. 
Okay, um, so yeah, that that's the thing that uh, how, that this grinds. <laughs> Michael Hagen says not too late to orphan that kid. I've been recommending that for years. Uh, let's don't get started down that road. <laughs> that's one of the things that drives me crazy about Facebook. There's so much other, so many other things. And maybe I'll think of something after after we're after we talk with our guests. All right. Let me go ahead and, and, and get to this, everybody. Um, look, I'm really excited. We're going to be serious for a minute. I'm really excited to have these folks on that I'm Very about excited. to introduce. Um, <clears throat> it is. Um, it's going to be my absolute pleasure to uh, introduce to you in just a minute. Let me see if I can make this all this work here. Um, <laughs> stand by, everybody. We're we're working this out. Hey, you know, we're not professionals. You know, we're just trying to. God, no. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Call me this number. I'll answer. Yeah. You can, you can work it out. It's very, very awesome. All right. Yeah. So it, it, it's. Uh, I'm, I'm super excited to, to announce and bring on these guests, gang. Listen, one of one of these individuals that I'm about to introduce, I have known for probably. I think I've known him 30 years, close to 30 years. I mean, I came on the police department in '88 and met him right very short, shortly thereafter. A legend with the Atlanta Police Department, everybody. I mean, you'll 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 know his name immediately, and uh, we'll probably want to break out in song about him. Um, he is going to join us, and his his lovely wife is going to join us, and they're going to tell us about a charity that they are involved in, an organization that they are involved in, uh, that does some fantastic work uh, for homeless veterans. So, without further ado, it's my it's my absolute honor to introduce and bring to the granddaddy uh, microphone Tim and Brenda McEwing. Tim, Brenda, are you there? I think it's on a delay. It's a long delay. Yeah, it is a long delay. They're coming, folks. Brenda's right here. Okay, Brenda, I think we got a little bit of a delay going. Can you uh, can you hear me? I can hear you. There you go. All right. If y'all y'all might want to turn down your uh, if you got it on Facebook, you might yeah. want to turn that down. Okay, turn that off. Yeah. Turn it off. Okay, Brenda, I think we got a little bit of a delay going. That's a delay. Hang on. We're gonna, we're okay, I got you. Yeah, because I I can. Yeah. Okay. All right. We we we. All right. Fantastic, Brenda. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. Have you How got? About you? Uh, we're doing fantastic. We're just kicking it back on a Friday night. You know, it's it's uh, it's uh, things my granddaddy said. Friday night live edition. Have you got that? Uh, <laughs> have you got that Tim McEwing there handy somewhere? Is he lurking sure around? Do. All right. Well, listen. I, I'm going to let you all tell everybody uh, about about your organization here in just a couple of minutes. But uh, I just was I was I was telling everybody, uh, Tim, that uh, you and I go back probably 30 years. Would you uh, Would you agree with that assessment? We do. Mm-hmm. And um, probably 15 of those years, I don't remember too much about. I don't want to get into all that, but, uh, you know, it's kind of hazy. There were some times when then I, I don't <laughs> – do what? I remember meeting you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes, I remember that. And I remember the uh, the microwave in the basement and the uh, the frozen uh, red beans and rice. You were trying to put beans in a, micro- in a, in a TV. <laughs> Which I thought was a microwave. <laughs> Good times, everybody. Yeah. So, all right. Let, let's go ahead and, and start. Uh, Brenda, I'll, I'll let you uh, let you tell us uh, a little bit about yourself and about your organization. Go ahead. Okay. Um, my name is obviously Brenda McEwing. Um, I have uh, a nonprofit five hundred one c three group um, organization named First Nations Women Warriors, and we are building homes for homeless veterans. Um, uh, okay. Oh, okay. So Tim says I need to tell my background. Okay, um, 
Personally, I have served 23 years in the Army, honorably discharged, uh, 15 years um, with uh, Roswell Police Department, and, um, hey, guys, um, and, um, when I came out of my last combat tour, actually, I served two combat tours. Uh, first one was Desert Storm in 1990 to 91, and then, um, also Iraqi Freedom in 05 to 06. Um, when I came back from my last tour, um, Mr. McEwing, um, said that I needed to hang up my boots and my weapons, and... Stay at home. Um, you know, um, a lot of people don't understand, you know, when you come out of the military, um, you kind of lose your purpose in life. So it kind of was an issue with me for a while, um, having served the country and serving, you know, uh, as a public service. Um, so anyway, um, long story short, um, we um, started the nonprofit group, um, and it's taken a little bit to get us... Uh, uh, off our feet and get going. Um, but since then, um, last year we had a fundraiser. It was a motorcycle poker run um, that was in Mableton, Georgia, off of Veterans Parkway. And um, it was a good turnout, but probably not the turnout we really wanted. So we're doing that again this year. But all the proceeds and all the funds that are made from it go straight to building a home for a veteran. Um, and believe it or not, um, we did have um, our first groundbreaking on 8 March this year. Um, we were able to pour the slab for the house. Um, and unfortunately, due to the issues at hand, um, everything had to shut down. Uh, but uh, <laughs> we're doing the poker run, and what we do is all the funds that we do for the poker run go straight to uh, building that home. Uh, right now, the house that we're building is for a three-time combat tour uh, Vietnam veteran with the 101st Airborne, um, and he is living in a, uh, a room um, with other people, and he's never had a house ever in his life to say that it is his home. Um, and I think that it's uh, really sad that... Um, our veterans have to live this way. Um, there's background, a lot more background stories that sure, I can tell you. Sure. Mm-hmm. Well, um, let me, let me, Brenda, let me, let me say first, uh, thank you for your service. Absolutely. Um, we appreciate everything you did for our country and the sacrifices that I'm sure that, that you made. Um, and I also want to tell you, if you can't see, there are several of our of our uh, of our viewers that are checking in on Facebook, and they're thanking you as well for your for your service. Um, now, let me ask you this: uh, when, when is the um, this this motor, the event that you're talking about upcoming? When when is that going to be? It's going to be on 14 June this year, um, and we're just asking. Um, anybody who wants to be a participant um, on the ride to uh, please come out. Um, we're also asking for people who would like to donate and uh, if they have a company um, and they want to um, advertise on the back of the T-shirt um, to please get in contact with us and, and um, donate a little bit of funding to be able to put their advertisement on the back of the T-shirt. Um, also, if there's anybody out there who... Um, you know, just wants to donate items, whatever it might be, gift certificates or something from the company, you know, whatever it might be. Sure. Um, for silent auctions and also for a live auctions that we did last year. 
Um, we actually did pretty good last year. I mean, I didn't have a lot of time to put it together, but we actually did quite well. We had 72 riders. Um, we also had, uh, we made about $7,400. Um, and we had um, items coming in from the Native American community, um, from blankets to moccasins to um, just uh, jewelry. I mean, all the, all those things. Um, we got, you know, uh, some of the local um, companies here um, that gave us gift certificates. We got, you know, things from the um, Staples actually gave us $120. Um, of gift certificates, you know, I mean, just stuff like that, uh, movie theaters, nail salons, um, if you, you know, if you want to give a, um, a free um, oil oil job for people who, you know, need their um, cars, you know, to be taken care of, I mean, there's, there's many things that can be done in all aspects to be able to contribute. Sure, um, sure. Well, again, do you have a, a go ahead, I'm sorry. A lot of other people, you know, even just advertising it um, is is a big thing to you know let other riders know that this is in existence. Um, last year, we actually had a gentleman who was a, a veteran himself from Iraqi Freedom. He rode his bike all the way from Texas wow. and showed up. You know, I mean, yeah. it's just stuff like this, you know, that really, really makes a big difference. Well, I, I tell you, Brenda, I've been involved with a, with an organization for many years, and Tim's well aware of this organization, the, the Blue Knights, which is a a motorcycle, predominantly motorcycle organization that's that's nationwide. As a matter of fact, it's worldwide, and they uh, they concentrate on raising funds for families of slain police officers. And I've I've been involved in many many fundraisers with them, um, and it's it's I, I know how ful- fulfilling and rewarding it is when you put an event together and, and it comes together, and you're able to to provide for you know in, in in the case of your charity, provide a home for a homeless veteran. I can only imagine the feeling that you all get when you're able to do that. Absolutely, you know we um, we uh, second in line for the second home that we're actually looking at. This gentleman also is a Vietnam veteran, and he's living in a shack. And I'm talking a shack. It's yeah. two by fours with you know metal metal walls. He doesn't have any electricity, nor running water, and his floor is nothing but a dirt floor. Sure. You know, I went, I went out and I met him. You know, he was just so grateful, just you know, to know that we we're doing this project. I tried to get inside his home just to kind of maybe get an insight of what it was, and he was kind of ashamed to let me in. But you know, and and I get it. You know, it's it's pride. But even so, um, I took a couple steps. You know, to to my left to kind of take a quick peek of, you know, what might be inside the home, you know, and it just killed me. It just, it broke my heart because the first thing that I saw when I, when I, when I um, saw through his front door was the American flag, you know, sure. and you're talking about these people who, you know, served our country and, and they don't have anything. Right. You know? mm-hmm. These are the people that, you know, we're, we're trying to build a home for. It doesn't have to be anything big, right. you know, but something with running water and, you know, electricity and a bathroom, you know, right. and, and, you know, someplace comfortable to say that it's their home, you know. Well, you... You're definitely doing the Lord's work, uh, Brenda, for the for these folks. I mean, they deserve so much more than that, obviously. And it's just a, it's just fantastic that they're that you're out there uh, with your organization trying to do this for them. Is there a website that you can share with us, Brenda? I don't have a website, um, but I do have my Facebook page. Um, and if you want to get in contact with me, all my information is actually on that Facebook page. You can private message me. 
you know, and I can give you all the insight information that you might need if you want to participate on June 14th. Um, and, you know, for future, you know, any donations or any companies that want to assist and help out. Well, I can, yeah, let me, and I'll tell my listeners now, if you're interested in helping uh, Brenda and her organization, you can certainly contact uh, me, you can get at me through Facebook Messenger or any other way that you can, uh, 404-217-5076, everybody. Uh, you can call me and, I, and I'll put you in touch with, with Brenda or, you know, we, we can, we certainly, Brenda, will post your information on our Facebook page and um, get it out to as many people as we can possibly get it out to. And and I'll talk with some of my Blue Knight friends and maybe they'll be interested in helping, you know, putting you in contact with some of their their folks and, you know, just network it out that way. But uh, I, I think, uh, you know, um, we, we could uh, certainly help you any way that... We want to help you any way that we that we possibly can, and I'm sure my our listeners feel the same way. Any type of advertisement would be wonderful. I mean, um, you know, I've been talking with a few of the other people that we've been um, working with to build this home, and like I said, March 8th, we um, already started our first home. Um, our project manager and all the other um, construction people who have helped us out. Um, but... We even at some point, I mean, even if it's $5, $2, I mean, it all adds up at some point in time, you know. Um, $2 could pay for a face plate or, you know, a faucet for, you know, for the bathroom. I mean, anything, you know, that anybody can do. And like I've been telling everybody, just, you know, publicizing it and reaching out to the people who are interested in helping out would make a really big difference. Well, I know you've got a couple of videos. You sent me at least one of them, and we're going to get that on our Facebook page and make sure people see that and have an understanding of what, what y'all are what y'all are up to. So we'll do that and get, get any other word. I've already got folks that are commenting, um, Brenda, if you can't see it, they're, they're, they want to help. They want to get some advertising out for you. They want to hand out flyers and things like that and put out information at their organizations to get you some help. So um, hopefully this thing will snowball and, and you'll have the biggest uh, biggest one you've had yet. Now, is there any danger? That this this because of the the COVID situation, Brenda. That this may not happen in June. Um. Well, we're still pushing for it, and we're still going to plunge away. As far as I know, um, we haven't um, canceled it as of yet. Um, I think um, the state is actually starting to open up a little bit. With uh, <laughs> I think we've talked about that. The different things that they're opening up now. I mean, if they're going to open up a bowling alley. Um, you know, I think that maybe we can do a uh, motorcycle poker run. I mean, everybody's going to be six feet apart anyway. <laughs> right. No, um, no one's going to be doing anybody's hair at the poker run. <laughs> no, I don't think we need yeah. to. Um, and some of the, um, being that it's an outside, you know, event, and some of the restaurants themselves, you know, they have to uh, abide by all of the um, standards and record, uh, uh, all that they have to as far as, sure. you know, and if somebody wants to look at your Facebook page, Brenda, is it just, I mean, how's it, how's it, uh, how do you have it up? Um, my Facebook page is uh, First Nations with an S, Women Warriors with an S. First Nations Women Warriors. Okay. All right. Um, we'll, we'll, I have uh, a, a couple of, um, you know, videos on it, you know, just to so, show uh, that we have broke ground. Um, and I know that I, like I said, I sent you the um, video. That was actually of last year's um, Oka run that we did. Um, I think it was very well put together by um, uh, Creative Works, um, who is Greg Bennett. He is the um, 
gentleman that put it all together. I have another sizzle tape that um, kind of explains a little bit more, but it's not in a format that you can put on Facebook just yet, but I'm working on that. Um, and more than anything else, um, Dave, I just want to thank you so much for your service in the Navy. Um, you know, it takes an awful lot of veterans to come together, you know, and I appreciate your service. Well, thank you. Well. Thank you. Well, Brenda, thank you so much for being on. I mean, we're going to do everything we can do to help y'all with this uh, with this organization and with your event coming up in June. We'll continue to push it on our show. Um, I'm going to get the information out to some folks that uh, I think can help you. Um, if there's anything else that we can do for you, please do not hesitate to reach out and let us know. Um, and we'll uh, we'll be doing whatever we can do from this end, uh, Brenda. Well, I think one of the other things, and I don't want to just take up all your time, but uh, one of the other things I think we need to do um, uh, with you um, is maybe put this on again, maybe a couple of weeks prior to the event itself. Or, sure, you know, absolutely. Um, just to give even more details of... Um, all the companies that have provided uh, donations and what we're going to raffle off um, because as time progresses, you know, we're going to get some donations coming in, some things that we can file an auction, um, live auction, you know, raffle all these items off. And I think people, you know, need to know, you know, what they're coming for. So, yeah, that'd be fantastic. And, and perhaps, you know, if, if all this COVID-19 nonsense settles down and people are allowed to congregate once again, we can have you and Tim here in the Granddaddy Studios. You can be live on the air with us. And if you'll notice, the bar is walking distance. So we could uh, put on the show and then step back here and uh, toast our uh, toast our success. So that'd be fantastic. Absolutely. Looking forward to it. Thank you so much for airtime and appreciate you and appreciate all that you do. So you have a great night and we're going to Sit here and still listen to the rest of the show for tonight. Thank you Thanks. so much, Brenda. Tim, thank you very much. We'll talk to you all very soon. Okay. Bye-bye. All right, everybody, you heard it. Uh, that's that's a fantastic organization. I, these are great people. I mean, I, I've known Tim for years and years and years. They don't get better than Tim McEwing. Um, he is, you know, just one of the greatest people on earth, really. Do anything for anybody. I've seen it in action many, many times. Um uh, lawyer uh, Tim McEwing, kind of one of the guys that inspired me to, to you know, I, so I watched him, you know, on the police department. I watched him go to law school and succeed. And I said, well, hell, you know, maybe I can do that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, the rest is history. Mm-hmm. So anyway, um, <clears throat> yeah, that's a great organization. We're going to continue to continue to put our uh, to put the information out on our show. I'll get the um, I'll get some more information if I can. Kim Pritchard, I, I'm, I'm looking at you. Um, and get it to you, and maybe you can get it to your uh, get it to the Blue Knights folks. I saw that you commented about that. Uh, Marie Broder, what's happening? She's checking in. My boss, everybody, uh, joining us tonight from Griffin, Georgia. Donna Gopal, I see you checking in. Got a lot of folks checking in tonight. We've got a whopping. Uh, what are we up to, Jack? How many folks we got out there in the audience? Fifteen. Fifteen people locked on watching. Wow, it's amazing. But here's the thing about it, though, y'all. I, 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 we had like two hundred fifty. Uh, 250 uh, views on on the last show. Yes, you know over the course of the week. Yes, so not not bad. There's a lot of people that are that are logging on and, and checking us out and watching us, and the and the podcast is is getting some hits too. Yes, we're international, you know. Yes, <laughs> you've heard you've heard that. I we think have so. listeners in uh, England. Yes, Japan. Yes, Ireland. Uh huh. Yeah, and some other place starts with an M. I can't remember. Mongolia. No, but it's exotic. I wish I could remember it. I got. I got to look Malaysia? at Malaysia. No, no, it's not that, not that exotic. Well, it's like Milan or something. I, I got to look at my uh, my statistics and my, you know I got a little stat report that tells me where all my listeners are, and uh, mm-hmm. I'll check that out. Yeah. So yeah, awesome, awesome, mm-hmm. good stuff, good stuff. 
Okay, uh, David McGinnis, what's up, brother? Um, here's uh, all right. What what else we got in the, in the news? We, let's uh, let's let's talk about. Oh, another thing that I oh something that's super intriguing. Oh, here here's another um, example. You just had like seven realizations at once. I know. It, I, it's stream of consciousness, kind of like the president, kind of uh-huh. like your president. Right. It's stream of consciousness, just rambling at the podium. Right. Yeah. You know, why don't we Why don't we inject? Uh, I don't know. Let's let's take Elmer's glue. Yeah. And uh, maybe you can snort it, and uh, uh, it'll. I don't know. It'll. You know, I don't know. People already saying. do that. I know they do. They do. <laughs> They do. They do. Uh, all right. So, uh, indeed, uh, Marie Broder, two years back in the DA's office, I couldn't be happier. Um, <laughs> I'm lucky that you allowed me to be your chief. Thanks very much. Um, so, <clears throat> here's um, here's something that, that's extraordinary about the COVID-19 coverage. Yes. Perhaps the, the biggest news story of 2020 broke the other day. Yes. But so wrapped is the media with COVID-19, mm-hmm. it, it nary had a, 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 a mention. Yeah. And that is the fact that there's a, a real distinct possibility that Kim Jong-un is dead. Mm-hmm. Or in the ver- at a very minimum, he's mm-hmm. in some vegetative state. Right. And when, that, when I saw that last week, I, I think TMZ broke it first. And you know, TMZ is rarely wrong. Say what you want about TMZ. Mm-hmm. But when they break a story, they are, they're usually first and they're rarely wrong. Yeah, I mean, they were that way about Kobe. Oh, yeah, yeah. And so when, that, when I saw TMZ reporting Kim Jong-un dead, mm-hmm. I said, damn, he must be dead. Right. I immediately flipped to CNN, Fox. Oh, no, not a minute. Not even at the crawl. Right. Nothing. It was all COVID-19, wall-to-wall. That's all it was. CNN, dramatic music, scary graphics. Yes. Fox, kind of the same thing. Mm -hmm. But no mention of Kim Jong-un. Yes. What are your thoughts, Jack? Kim Jong-un, dead or alive? Well, I don't know if if it'd be right to say that he's just dead right now. I don't know, nor does anyone else, except the people who aren't going to say anything. Um, But... I don't know, because, you know, you have the report of, of South Korea saying that he was alive and well, but, you know, you would think, well, South Korea is directly across the border from North Korea, obviously. Why would they say anything that would compromise the actual state of of uh, Kim Jong-un, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't know. Go on. I don't know if I can. Yeah, sure you can. Uh. Well, look. Here, but here's here's my thought. Can you imagine? I mean, the, the initial reports were what the hell that I told you I was going to add a little flavor, add a little spice. Come on, man. Um, it's fitting, isn't it? Um, here's the thing. If if if, if we can talk about any major news. Worldwide news break with this the, the the current ones going on right now and this music would fit it would fit that's how just terrible the world is right now exactly so here, here's my thought about it but listen, listen hear could me this out be our new theme it, it could be we could sure we could make this our new uh, <laughs> granddaddy theme sure yeah it's exciting isn't it yeah I love that but and it's perfect for discussions of North Korea absolutely it's perfect yes um so here's the deal bite me Kim I dare you exactly oh wait you're <laughs> yeah. dead yeah you're you're or at least you're <laughs> in vegetative state um, so here's here here's a thought I had the other day the the initial reports that were that he he died on the operating operating table as a result of a botched heart surgery yes can you imagine being the doctor who botched his heart surgery 
I mean, I mean, you just became the biggest fugitive of the country. I mean, you're already, you know, you're going in operating on this lunatic, and you know what's going to happen if you screw it up, regardless if it's your fault or not. Oh yeah, if you mess up and kill. The dear leader, yes. you're finished. Yeah. At the very minimum, you're just going to be executed. Oh, yeah. At the worst, you're going to be executed in some horrible, ridiculous... They're going to execute you. They're going to execute your family for the next, you know, going back three generations or whatever. They're going to execute everyone you've ever known or cared about. Exactly. So the doctor's hands are probably like this anyway. Oh, yeah. Going in, you oh, know. Yeah. And, and then he, he understands that if he, if he botches it, he's it's over. Yeah. You know. Well... So I mean uh, that yeah <laughs> that just cracked me up when when I heard that right um, and, and and you know here's another thing what what if you get I mean I, there's no reports coming out of North Korea about anything but nope. what if you get COVID nineteen and you're you're a North Korean citizen what 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 happens then dead <laughs> I mean is there a I mean it, it, I, I wonder they kill if, you well. Yeah, Sure, sure they do, but I mean, I wonder if they if they if they at least market it some way. If they couch it, if they say like, um, "Oh, COVID nineteen, very good. You're going you're going to COVID camp. We're going to send you to COVID camp. What is that? What is COVID camp? camp? COVID camp COVID that you go to and oh, man. Uh, and uh, you know you, you relax and convalesce for a little while until you die. Yeah, and you're obviously never heard from again. Right. You know they put you on a lounge chair out on you know right next to a pool. Then you know sniper about. Kilometer away, just oh, you think they 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 just go ahead and take a take an affirmative step, or they just let nature run its course? Oh God, no, 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 they they enjoy killing people. Oh well, God, oh no, they 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 do the job themselves. <clears throat> right, what they, right. What, what are they going to wait for the possibility to recover? Like we doing it again? Well, we might as well. We're going to continue to talk about no, because there's a possibility you can recover. Not a possibility, an almost definite you're going to recover. Well, I don't know what the. Uh, I don't know. They may have a lot of asthmatic issues over there in uh, North Korea. Who knows what's going on over there? There no could one. be all kinds of people with uh, comorbidity issues. Maybe you know? no one has it in North Korea. Maybe so. Who knows? That, 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 that's, that could be. Maybe no one even has it because no one dares to go over there. That could absolutely be. I mean, it, what's it, the what's the consensus from the uh, granddaddy audience, everybody? What do you think? Dead or yeah, alive? What's going on? Kim Jong-un, dead shoot, or alive? Yeah, shoot something in the comments there and let me, let me see. My money is that he is not able to get up and make a statement or walk around or be seen in public. Well, now. he would have. That's the thing. I'd like to think that if Kim Jong Un was, because I know he's not good. I know he's not in good condition. Right. I feel like if he was, what's stopping him from getting, you know, getting on his podium, being like, "What the hell are y'all talking about?" Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm good. Yeah, you think that? You think that? <laughs> Who started this? Yeah, you think that? I go to heart surgery and I come back. Everyone thinks I'm dead. What the hell? Yeah, you think they'd bring him out and prop him up like they did Leonid Brezhnev for for many years? Right. Not many years, but there was yeah. a couple of weeks where it's speculated that Leonid Brezhnev was real was was wheeled out on a dolly that he was strapped to, and they had a like a yardstick behind his hand, and then we just. <laughs> yeah. Raise it up and then back and forth at the right. crowd. Weekend at Kim's. <clears throat> yeah, we, exactly. <laughs> Weekend at Kim's. That's exactly right. So you know, I don't know. Well, I guess time will tell. But that—that's just a. You know, I thought that was funny because that's a story that would normally be, I mean, gigantic. Oh, 
But no, it's it's COVID nineteen all the time. I, I said it last week, y'all. I'm getting a little bit. I'm getting a little bit COVID weary. I mean, as a matter of fact, I'm, it's more than a little bit COVID weary. We're not talking about North Korea anymore. You can kill the North Korea theme song. Thank you very much. Um, <laughs> I could actually keep it going for the COVID nineteen discussion. But oh, you could. I mean, I, I'm I'm I'm. Let's see. Uh, David McGinnis says I'm sure the CIA has a few a uh, few uh, Koreans running around watching. Yeah, you're probably right about that. Uh, Heather says he's comatose. I think you're probably <laughs> right about that. Uh, Steve Glass, his oh yeah, you're right. His because uh, you could talk about a successor if if in, in fact he cannot resume. Yeah, he doesn't have a son. And, yeah, you're right. His sister is a lunatic. Mm-hmm. That's that's the word out of uh, out of the intelligence community here in the United States that his sister is worse than him. If mm-hmm. you can imagine that, of course she looks crazy if you see her. Oh yeah, you know. <clears throat> I mean, well, there was there was all this dust up about. Uh, how her looks were being commented about. Oh, she's you know she's attractive, she's pretty, and then there was this pushback about. Oh, is that all we're going to say about a potential world leader is that she's pretty? Mm-hmm. I don't think she's pretty. I think she looks nuts. I mean, she looks crazy as hell. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so yeah, I, I would I would think that they would have something to say about a female being leader over there. Heather Smith, you mean to say you're comatose as well? Me too, David. <laughs> or you? I, I was agreeing with you that he's probably comatose. Not that. Uh, not that. <laughs> Even if that's not what you meant, that's awesome. Um, she's hot, though. See, O'Hagan says she's hot, though. I, I'd hit oh, Mike. Um, I don't think she's hot. I think family she, program, I think she, yeah, Mike. I think she looks crazy. That's mm. that's what I think. Um, so anyway, don't they have some sort of stigma towards females being in any sort of position of power. I there? don't know what they would do. I mean, I think it's a line of secession thing over there. He's he has no son, right? I don't know if he has a brother or not. Could this be the end of the Kims? As we know it, I don't have any idea. I mean, no, I have is no General point. MacArthur going to raise from the dead and push past the 38th parallel <laughs> and take care of it once and for all? Exactly. I don't know. Man, is he flipping in his grave right oh, now? He's flipped in his grave many, oh, many, many times. Are you kidding me? <laughs> he flipped in his grave when Kim Jong Un met with Donald Trump with no preconditions on the meeting, and Donald Trump didn't put two behind his ear. Mm-hmm. That would have been a perfect. I, I, that, I, I said that on, on our show a year ago. That would have been awesome. Then, I, then I would have said, "Okay, good, good idea to meet with Kim Jong Un without preconditions." Mm-hmm. If they'd have met, and as they were meeting, Trump would have produced a uh, you know a Walther uh, PPK and just put one right between his running lights, and then just stepped over him and kept walking. Mm-hmm. That would have been awesome. Yeah, stuff of stuff of movies, I guess. So, yeah, um, who knows? Who knows? But uh, back to the COVID nineteen dominating the news cycle. Mm-hmm. Here is another thing that I wanted to touch on very quickly tonight. You know. All of a sudden now, there is uh, sort of this this division setting up on social media and other places. You know, you've got folks that are staunchly against any kind of opening up our, our society at all, don't want to open anything, stay bunkered, stay home, um, and, and live uh, – I don't want to say live in fear. That sounds pejorative, but that's kind of what it is. I mean, they're just, you know, fearful. Then you have another sect that's like, mm, no, let's let's start opening things up. Let's let's be responsible about it. Let's start opening a few things up. And uh, well, you know that's unfair. The sec the, the the side that wants to close everything up. I'm talking about the the moderately you know worried. Mm-hmm. They want to they want to be cautious, but right now they don't think it's time to open up. Absolutely, let's stay shut because you've got a fringe group beyond behind them on that side that wants to shut every single thing down for the for the foreseeable future. Right, and won't won't hear any argument about anything else. Right, and then you got people on the other side that are ready to start opening things up and start you know moving on with society and sort of getting back to normal. Right, but of course then you have a fringe group to the right of them that want to open everything up immediately and don't think anything should have ever been shut down. Right. 
the government can't tell me anything, that, you know, mm-hmm. which I'm not going to get into that. So, but the, the two sort of middle ground folks are the ones I'm talking about here. You're getting sort of a, a, a division setting up now where it's almost uh, like one side's making fun of the other side and the other side is shaming the other side. Yeah. That sounds like politics in this country. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and I'm seeing it most, most particularly, I think, on this mask issue. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone's, not everyone, but a lot of people are wearing masks now. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. I'm not wearing a mask. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, not, I'm not saying that defiantly. I'm just saying I'm not wearing one right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't go out that often. I go to, as I've stated before, I go to work, I come home, I go to Publix, mm-hmm. and I go to drive throughs that's what I'm doing right now. That, that's my life right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I might, I may go to Lowe's tomorrow. I started a project. I may go to Lowe's and, and grab a few things. Probably won't wear a mask. Right. Um, I do see a lot of people wearing masks, but I'm beginning to see more and more comments, sort of snarky comments on Facebook from people that wear masks mm-hmm. um, against people that that don't want to wear a mask. You know, here's the thing: if you want to wear a mask, knock yourself out. Mm-hmm. Wear your mask. I'm not going to make fun of you. I'm not going to call you a fraidy cat. I'm not going to mm-hmm. tell you you're being ridiculous. Right. Wear your mask. Right. But don't denigrate me and, mm-hmm. and you know shame me because I'm not wearing one. Right. For one thing, I'm not going anywhere really where there's anybody to worry about. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I'm just not. I don't want to wear one. And I don't feel like I need to wear one. Right. Um, you know, you have some extreme. You know, had I been Mike Pence the other day, I don't know if you knew about this. Mike Pence, I think he went to a, a, a hospital. I saw that, yeah. Yeah, and he was visiting with COVID-19 patients. He had doctors and scientists flanking him. Mm-hmm. Everyone in the room had a mask on. Except him. Except him. Mm-hmm. You know, at, at some point, you got to talk about optics. Right. You know, how this, how this is going to look. Right. You know, I, I think Pence probably should have, you know, put a mask on. Yeah. Just out of respect for the people that are that are, you know. He's in their house. You know what I mean? Right. Um, and, and that's another thing. I suppose if I was going to go visit a friend and my friend said, look, I, I, I'd love to have you come over, but you're going to, if you, you know, I need you to wear a mask. If I wanted to go bad enough, I'd wear, I'd put a mask on. Right. You know, not that big a deal. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I'm just not going to be driving around in my Jeep and driving around and, you know, going to work and, and going to, with a mask on. And I see people in their car by themselves with masks on, which cracks me up. I'm in court the other day and several people have masks on, but then a couple of people that have the masks on, when they come to talk to me, <laughs> They pull it down to speak to me. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what are you doing? Right. That's that's you're defeating. The, you know, really. So it's 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 a weird it's a weird thing. Yeah, I'm I'm and I'm traveling a lot less than you are. I'm really only going to work and home. Uh, I don't wear one. I'm not saying that you know you shouldn't wear one. If you want to, if you feel if you feel safe for wearing one, please wear one. This is a situation where you should do what make what how you feel comfortable. You deal with it how you want to. I got you. If you don't want to wear a mask, that's fine. Um, Can you scroll us? <laughs> Thanks. Appreciate oh, you. Okay. That. All right. Cool. Whoa. <laughs> All right. Very good. Yeah. Cecil Hutchins, what's up, man? I see you. Thanks for checking in. Um, mask. Yeah. Um, I'm. I personally don't wear one because I don't see the need to. I definitely could see the need for other people. Um, like I said, I don't think there's anything wrong if you wear a mask, and I think and I think under some conditions there's nothing wrong if you don't wear a mask. I think honestly, I think it's a bit safer to wear one in you know if you're going to be outside the house and in crowds. I think it's better, right? As I cough on you, to prevent stuff like that, right? But um, 
I, I saw this thing. I, I haven't read the article because I clicked on the link and it, it wouldn't take me to the article. But I think it was it was um, it wasn't Salon. Uh, what, what was this website? Damn it! Not real clear politics. I'll think of it in a minute. But it was a it was an article that that suggested that the Surgeon General was now saying there is absolutely no benefit to wearing a mask. Mm-hmm. And I can't remember the the article, but I tried right. to. I tried. That's probably a clue. I tried to click on the article, and I couldn't. It, it wouldn't right. take me anywhere. So that's probably nonsense. Mm-hmm. I, I, that's probably that's probably oh, genuine fake news on on that on that regard. Yes. All right. Well, we've been going about almost fifty minutes now, everybody. It's 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 uh it's plug time, everybody. We're gonna, gonna do our uh, our weekly uh, plugs of, of businesses that we're trying to trying to help and mm-hmm. uh, and and uh, so as always, everybody. Get I, ready I, for ten minutes of him saying a uh, random going. You know, friends. Listen. Hey, friends. Listen. Hey, friends. <laughs> do you like pizza? I yeah. know I do. Hey, uh, you know, I always talk about the hill at Serenby. <laughs> what? Do you think? Do you think? Okay. The hill at Serenby, everybody. Good people. Get at them. Listen, if you, if you, they haven't reopened yet, um, but they are open for takeout. Uh, it's over at Serenby. It's called the hill. My son's a GM. Good people. Fantastic food. Reasonable prices. Uh, it's high-end frou-frou stuff, too, now. Listen, but the prices are reasonable right now. Um, fantastic brick oven fresh pizza. Uh, you call them, they'll get it ready for you. Go see my son, Justin. Justin, he'll take care of you. Um, the Hill at Serenby, their uh, website is thehillserenby.com. You can see their menu and all their items they have on there for takeout. And they got a lot of things other than, than pizza. They got all kinds of you know dishes on there. Excuse me. Really good, really good stuff, and um, they'll take care of you. And they're, you know, they they've made the decision not to reopen yet, uh, which I think is, you know, that that's responsible of them. That's that's their decision. Um, so they're still heavily relying on the uh, on the to go orders and takeout stuff. So if you can if you can get by there and help them out, I'd, I'd certainly appreciate it. And so would they. The Hill Serenby.com. Take a look. Also, uh, hey, hey. <coughs> I don't have the COVID, y'all. <clears throat> um, you know what's up. Yeah. Exactly. I'm not going to divulge my medical history right here, but uh, I take a medication. Get on with the plug. <laughs> it has Good a side effect. Lord. I cough sometimes. Oh, my um, God. <laughs> all right. Um, what, what, what does Michael say? The pizza. Michael Hagan, the pizza place, yes. Uh, Michael Hagan says, the meat guy. Hey, they're all of that. They're all of that. Um, Kim Pritchard says, who would have thought that you could go into a bank with a mask on and ask for money? I mean, it's a crazy times we're living in, Kim Pritchard. Mm-hmm. Crazy, crazy times. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. So, um, yeah, do you like steak? You big steak eater, Jack? I can. Yeah, I'm a steak eater. How about those ones you made the other night? I'd like to think I did a good job. You did an amazing job. Let me tell you what I did. I, you've heard me talk about these folks, uh, gang. Um Gen 5 homegrown beef. They are down in uh, Thomaston, Georgia. Mike Green, great guy. He's the owner, proprietor, operator of Gen 5 homegrown beef. It is fresh beef. Uh, you can, a whole variety of different types of cuts. I mean, ground beef. Last week, and I think I talked about it Friday night, mm-hmm. we, uh, we ordered 10 pounds of ground beef, but we also picked up some, um, uh, their rancher ribeye. And Jack wanted to prepare these things, and he did. He did yep. a nice dry rub on them, let them sit overnight. Mm-hmm. Big, thick, one-inch, 18-ounce ribeyes, 
man, they were so, so good. Um, Jack fixed them up, cooked them. I mean, you could cut them with a fork, just fantastic. They can't get any fresher. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're, they're, you know, they're, they're, this is a cattle farm down in, in Thomaston, a little bit south of where we are. And a uh, great bunch of people get it fresh. You know where your meat's coming from. Um, you know, they're starting to talk a little bit about having food shortages in the grocery stores. Mm-hmm. And it's because big corporate processing plants, mm-hmm. chicken and beef, are having problems um, with COVID-19 among their, their among their workforce. Well, yeah, wasn't there a poultry <clears throat> outbreak or something like yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. And, and now uh, Trump, uh, President Trump has, has, is uh, going to institute this, this defense act. Mm-hmm. To uh, get these places back open and get them producing chicken, but you know anything can happen. Well, here's a local source Ooh. for beef, y'all. That, that's that's right here. Um, get get at these folks and give them a try. Mike Green, their phone number is posted on on their Facebook five. That's their face or their Facebook page, and that's Gen Five Homegrown Beef. That's their Facebook page. Also, check them out. Call them up. Talk to Mike. Order you some meat. Uh, he'll deliver it to you or meet you halfway. You don't have to go all the way down to down to Thomaston. And um, hey, he uh, he he will treat you right, um, and uh, he'll he'll appreciate appreciate the business. And I and I appreciate y'all y'all looking after him. All right, uh, Kim uh, says Charlie uh, picked up steaks and ground beef from Peggy today. She was great and met us halfway. Can't wait to try them out out this weekend. That's fantastic. Fantastic! Did you hear? Did you hear about him here on the show, uh, uh, Kim? Is that how y'all got onto him? That's fantastic. Um, let's see. Do hippies have enough money for Saren B? Says uh, David McGinnis. Uh, you know, uh, hippies uh, run Saren B. Are you kidding? That's a yeah. Mike was uh, talking about how there's too many hippies at Saren B. There are a lot of hippies at Saren B. Yeah, Saren B is a Saren B is a. If you if you've never been over over there, Saren, it's a beautiful place. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful place. It's it's a little sort of uh, it's sort of a peachy city on steroids. That's a good way to put it. Yeah, much smaller than Peachtree City, mm-hmm. um, but it is. Um, it, it, you need to go over there and, and have a look to yes. sort of get the vibe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to get the vibe. Um, okay, so that that'll be the plugs uh, for tonight. Yes. So we're we're uh, we're fifty three minutes into this thing, y'all. I think we're going to start wrapping it up. Man, what a great show! <laughs> I really feel like. What a great, great show. What a great, great, what a great novel. What a great book. We're going to stop right there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, fantastic. Kim says uh, she heard about him on our show, and uh, that's, that's wonderful. That's what, we're, that's what we're trying to do, mm-hmm. trying to help out these small businesses that are, that are trying to go in different directions during this crisis. Yes, so sir. that makes me feel good, Kim and Charlie. Thank you very much. I appreciate yes, that. Sir. Um, yeah, so, uh, you know, I thought it was a pretty good show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really – pumped up about tim and brenda coming on talking about their charity absolutely and i'm really going to get some information out on that everybody i'm going to get with her and get get some more information and see if i can get some some printed materials maybe to to get to to uh kim kim and charlie pritchard some other people that are that are uh, in, in that fundraising uh sort of world um ed mm-hmm. christian i hadn't seen him check in tonight but he's the fundraising guru of the state of georgia mm-hmm. if uh, if uh, ed christian can't raise money for you nobody can raise money for you um, I have seen Ed Christian raise sixty-five, seventy thousand dollars in one night. I've seen it. Um, the glorious, never to return in that kind of splendor night for kids. Yes, man, good times, mm-hmm. good times. Um, all right, everybody, we're going to get out. Um, thank you so much for checking in with us. We had a lot of folks checking in on the show. We had a bunch of folks watching, and uh, the podcast will drop in just a little while. It's available on iTunes or in your news feed. Things my granddaddy said, if you want to hear all this nonsense again. 
Um, but we really been, we've really enjoyed it tonight. Uh, Melissa Kenmore checking in. Hey, Melissa, how are you? Good to see you. Um, we've had a great time tonight, and uh, as always, we'll be back next Friday, and uh, we'll we'll be back Facebook Live next Friday. Hope you'll get at us. Uh, spread the word to other friends. Uh, if people, you know, if you're, you're stuck at home, you don't really feel like going out yet, and you just want to spend an hour with some, you know, just some goofiness. Uh, check us out. Um, we'll be here for you, and uh, hope to see you all again next week. Thanks very much, everybody, and we will talk to you soon. Shelby Glass checking in, by the way.